at center and coming in as Loom. Millendike centered it. All right, welcome to this hour of the program. It is Tuesday, February 20th, and we are underway on Flames Talk with Aaron Vickers of NHL.com. My name is Pat Steinberg. Welcome to the Sports Drive, brought to you by Calgary Lock and Safe. Simplify your life with a security ecosystem. Go to calgarylockandsafe.com to request a security audit and get a tailored solution. We're coming at you from the Deerfoot Inn and Casino. We're here for the 17th. Flames Ambassadors Celebrity Poker Tournament. One of the best days of the year, Vix. I thought you'd enjoy yourself. Oh, it's a little bit of a time over here. Uh, didn't know what to expect. This is my first from a broadcasting perspective, but how can you not feel the energy, the buzz in here? Right. The, the, not to call it laid back because there's some competitive people playing some competitive poker here. But just the atmosphere and the mood and the relaxed atmosphere of interacting with players and coaches, just phenomenal. Yeah, it really is. Uh, we are just about ready to chat with Jacob Pelche. Uh, we believe Blake Coleman's going to join us this hour as well here on Flames Talk. Uh, this is an event that has raised more than $6 million for the Calgary Flames Foundation over the 16 years prior and uh, just such an awesome event to be a part of. Uh, we've already chatted in, in prior hours with Ryan Huska, the head coach. Rasmus Anderson joined us for a great chat and uh, more still to come. And all on the heels, Vix, of a really strong game against the Winnipeg Jets on Monday afternoon. Good little family day outing for the Flames. Hey, They were really good. Yeah, that was a character win and a lot of the signs early to me pointed to maybe another disappointing night. You give up a hat trick to Sean Monahan, natural hat trick to Sean Monahan in the first period, and it looked like potentially there was a fourth straight loss coming on the heels of a four-game winning streak. And we've seen the Calgary Flames kind of go up and down, little yo-yo in terms of winning streaks and losing streaks and winning streaks. But uh, you had faith, Patrick. Tell me why you had faith. Well. I just, the way, I, so it's funny, we, we spoke with Blake Coleman after 20 minutes of play, and uh, he was like, yeah, I, I, guys, I really like the way we're playing. Um, if we keep playing like this, I think we've got this. Yeah, we gave up a couple of power play markers and a quick five-on-five, five, but they felt like they were the team that was controlling five-on-five. Five. So did I. They spent, like the Flames spent way more time on the attack than the Jets did. They spent more time cycling down low. They just had the puck more, and so I was, you know, if, if they kept doing that they had a good chance of breaking through Connor Hellebuck never plays well in the Saddle Dome for whatever reason he was fighting it like the the one of your two Vesda Trophy front runners did not have that type of afternoon and the Flames just kept at it they scored a big power play goal early to tie it that Coleman goal late in the first period after the Monaghan goal really I felt swung momentum back Calgary's way and they kept on going and the best part that I found about the game was period number three they they didn't like the, a Jets team that you'd think would be chasing a Jets team that you think would like try to turn the gas up a little bit more instead the the flames allowed next to nothing i think they allowed two slot shots in the final 20 minutes period and just one of them five on five that's when you've got a one goal lead and eventually a two goal lead that's the way to go out and close out a victory 
the Calgary Flames should be quite happy with how they played at 5-on-5. Five five. I know Winnipeg coach Rick Bonus wasn't happy with the way the Winnipeg Jets played 5-on-5. Five five, and I don't calling think the Jets the were at their best at, at no. all. But the Flames were playing a good game themselves, which is how you can come away with a 6-3 victory, right? Yeah, absolutely. Now, I thought the other reason you might mention that you had faith in the Calgary Flames is the fact that, to your best recollection, they've never lost the game prior to the poker tournament. Yep. So plenty of reason to believe in the Calgary Flames. And, and again, I thought that maybe there'd be a little bit of a deflation giving up a hat trick to Sean Monaghan in the first period. Didn't happen to be the case when it was all said and done after 60 minutes. Um, let's go inside hockey. Uh, inside hockey for Calgary Co-op. This hockey season, support local. Find your all-time classics and locally brewed beers. Visit your local Calgary Co-op. Wine, spirits, beer today. And uh, we say hello. No need to apologize, by the way. Um, <laughs> we say hello to uh, Jacob Pelche, who joins us here from the Flames Ambassadors Celebrity Poker Tournament. Hello, guys. Hello, Jacob. How are you? Great, great. How uh how are you playing? Not bad actually. I'm I'm, I'm kind of still alive, so uh, it's great. But I think I got like a couple uh, chips left, so yeah, we'll, have, we'll see what's gonna happen. <laughs> haven't had to give up the jersey no, just yet. No, That's no, a good yeah. sign. Yeah, it is. The uh, are they being nice to you at the table? Yeah, they? No, they are. They are great. They're, they're not great. coming after you. No. Well, they. I, I think like one guy in particular tried twice, but yeah, for uh, I think like I had two all-ins, me and him. And uh, one one bow, so yeah, it's great. Good. Well, you, you're one of the few guys left with the jersey on. Yeah, no, uh, I know. It's I see, not. Gilbert's got his still. Yeah. Rooney's He's a player, his. though. He's a player. Gibby's a player. Is he really? I'm not. So okay. I was going to say, does the competitiveness you have on the ice translate to the table? Well, I'm not really like a gambler, so I, I'm just like trying to have fun here, to be honest. But yeah, no, um, I'm kind of more here to to have fun and and, and just uh, to to enjoy. But yeah, yeah. Uh, Pat Steinberg, Aaron Vickers, Jacob Pelche with us. Um, how uh, how you feeling? Feeling good. Uh, feeling good. You know, each day uh, kind of get a step closer. Uh, to be honest, like it sucks, uh, but uh, it's part of the game, and uh, at least it's not f- four months again. So yeah, I won't talk much about the injury, I promise. <laughs> yeah, but no, all good. When you found out that it wasn't gonna be bad, yeah. and and it was only gonna be a little, had to be a big time relief hey it was uh you know when the the hit happened i was like man like are you like you gotta be like you know what i mean yeah, yeah. So, sorry to swear but like <laughs> all good and, and i was on the bench and like i was like if 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 i gotta go through it again like i'm not sure what's gonna happen you know what i mean but uh yeah so i, I went in the room kind of found out that it was not uh that bad so uh kind of relief but at the same time, I was so mad because, you know, it's been like I played four games in the A or five and four games with the Flames, and I was kind of feeling good about the way I play, uh, the way I was playing. But, um, again, I think there's worse thing in life, and you just got to approach day by day and, and see what's going to happen for the next few days here. I would, I would think that, you know, the four months as you were coming back really kind of helped you put things in perspective, hey, about – there are more important things and like you've been through a really tough time how much did that help you this time knowing that it's frustrating but you also know how to deal with frustration no uh, you know i think it's like uh, huge things in life it kind of you know you go through adversity and then you kind of look back at it and you know you kind of 
I think we went at the hospital and you just you, you kind of look back at it and you're like man like it, for me like it's so small compared to, to to the kids there and everything and you're like man I'm gonna come back in four months playing the NHL again so yeah how uh you you were feeling good in the four games on the road hey I was feeling great man <laughs> yeah yeah no I was I was and I think uh the fact that you know uh we started rehab a week and a half after we had the, the surgery me and rune so um to get like three and a half months more to train uh you felt good i like me i, pl I played in the a i felt great uh, the first few games were kind of hard because you know it's the first time in whatever amount of time so if like you look back my last game my last really game before the injury was in playoff in the ahl yeah so it was probably like five or six months since i since i didn't play like a full game but uh, f felt great and now i went back in the nhl and i felt great too like in in uh, boston i felt good uh, same thing for the for the next three games and this happens but uh you know it's, it's part of the game so yeah you have uh there's there's rooney right there like he's been with you the entire way you, you basically got injured like two days apart and you came back to the american league together you returned to the nhl together and you're on a line together yep. right from the get-go. Like that's gotta, that's gotta be kind of cool to have a guy step by step with you the entire time. No, it was, it was, and uh, you know, I think I was. Um, so I was on the table. I was going to get a s surgery, and Scott Sear was with me. Uh, the Flames PT was like, "Man, you don't know what." I'm like, "Why?" It's like runes, like just hurt his shoulder, and like he's coming to get a s surgery in two days. And I was like. I was like, oh, man, like, it's too bad for him. But at the same time, for me, I was like, it's kind of nice because, you know, I'm, I'm going to have someone with me for the next four months, right? So, uh, no, you know, it was great. Uh, we uh, we rehabbed together when the Flames were on the road. We uh, He came over to my house or uh, it was me to go over to his house, have a supper and drinks and, you know, watch, watch a game. But to come back and play in the NHL with runes on the same line and you know for him to score against uh, New Jersey it was big yeah and um, you know I think we we played well together too like uh, the the fourth game the the first four game and um, yeah we'll see what's gonna happen uh, here uh, for the next week I was gonna say do you ever get sick of being around a guy that much uh, not me <laughs> probably runes is sick of me because I'm kind of more uh, you know uh, more 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 juice or something like that but uh you know for me he's a he's a he's, he's a great guy man and uh i was uh, kind of thankful to 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 be around him do you find that with that experience and going through it with him some of the stuff that you had you built off the ice and on the ice and the skates and practices you develop some chemistry with a guy that can be translatable on the ice no of course of course yeah especially when you're 24 7 with him right like we train six six times a week rehab so we see each other probably each day right and then we, we usually we usually sorry had the sunday off but then like we, we were seeing each other on the sunday too so uh, yeah, we spent uh, some some time together, and I think yeah, it kind of helped us for for, for the all night stuff. As I don't well. know if there was ever any doubt that you'd get back to this level, but what's that first shift like after spending four months rehabbing and trying to get back to the spot that you feel like you can be at? Well, you know, you think about what what you've been through, and you're like, first of all, I'm thankful to be here. You know, I'm thankful to play in the NHL, and uh, my parents were, were there also in Boston, so I was kind of thankful for them to be there too 
But at the, at the end of the day, it's the same game, right? Like, it's the same game that, that I played for the past uh, 17 years of my life, or you know what I mean? So, so for me, it was to get back to what I used to do, uh, which is like four checks, skate fast, and, you know, bring some uh, some good vibes, yeah. We're chatting with Jacob Pelche of the Flames here at the uh, Flames Ambassadors Celebrity Poker Tournament. Um, okay, so you sit about three seats down from me in the press box and you know we there's this rule no clapping in the press box right except jacob except me. <laughs> but like i i find it awesome yeah. like you are all like you are dialed on those games when you're watching i've heard you yelling you're clapping like when big hit big block big goal like You're, you're as you're as close to being in the game as playing yeah. in it. Like you're dialed. Well, it's it's hard for me because I'm I'm kind of like uh, not like not like a vibe guy, but like you know what I mean. Like I'm kind of more like exterior. So like if like I like something, you're gonna see it. If I don't like it, you're gonna see it. So yeah, for me, every time we score, uh, you know, we get a good hit or a fight. I'm I'm kind of pumped up, and you know, it's the way I am on the ice, and it's the way I am of the ice as well. Yeah. So. Do you do you get like do you realize how much that feeds the team sometimes like guys love you on the bench and love that energy do you do you ever pick up on that not Except really maybe yeah not 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 really to be honest like for me it's, it's just like the type of person I am since I am small you know what I mean since I'm little so for me it's it's who I am and like so sometimes even I'm like I'm like pals you gotta chill a little bit man but like it's it's kind of too strong for me to to kind of control it so uh but yeah if if uh, it helps uh, the boys i'm i'm, I'm uh, pretty happy about it for sure you are happy to be back in a room with uh jonathan yeah i am i am uh but no he's been good to me like even though like doing the like i was doing the rehab uh we 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 kind of see each other a lot and uh, when i had a third uh, i think before i was going to Vail, he, he took me out for supper too so Uh, he's, he's been great to me since uh, day day one, and I'm just uh, really uh, grateful to 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 have him in my life. Yeah. When did that relationship start? Is that something that happened sort of the moment he joined the Flames organization? Is there a prior history there as well? When did that? No, sort of not really. Uh, honestly, like I I used to to watch him play uh, when I was young. Uh, he was playing for the Sea Dogs, so I was. Uh, I was like, man, this guy's unbelievable. And when he got traded, he shoot me a text. He's like, hey, uh, it's UB, blah, 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 blah. And, uh, you know, we, we met at the at the sort of the training camp. And uh, as soon as I um, as I got on the flames, you know, he, he kind of took took me uh, uh, like like his son, to be honest. Like, it's, it's kind of a big joke, but, like, it's true. And uh, I remember when I came back in New York, when I saw, like, the All-Star break last year, I came back in New York. With the team, he was like, "Hey, man, I'm I'm gonna take you to supper tonight." And I was like, "Like, this is unbelievable." You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, this yeah. is great. Like, this guy's is like a unreal player, but like, all the off ice stuff, like, it's great. And last week we were in New York again, and he took like all the uh, young guys out again. So it just shows that like, yeah, I'm French and he's French, but like, even even though I would have been English, he would have done the same thing. And it's uh, it's it's great to have him. Did you know with both of you being Quebecois, like? Did that help the bond immediately? Because, I mean, there are lots of high-end Quebecois players yep. in the league, but 
only two on the the Flames, and now AJ's there yeah. too. So now three. But like when when you started, it was you and Jonathan. How much did that kind of start the bond between the two of you? I think it helped uh, a lot. You know, if like a Russian guy is going to come in, he's going to go towards you know. So I think for me to have him, uh, you know, to speak French and you know it's crazy but like to play with him and Nas too like when I was trying like to figure out you know what the level that we're playing in the NHL I was trying to figure out like what to do it was kind of easier for me to speak in French with, with Yubi and uh, yeah I mean uh, I think I think it helps but like I said I think even though I would have been English it would have done, done the same thing for me so yeah how the, like every time the English is like how comfortable are you speaking uh, English well it depends it depends you know when like I'm speaking on the ice it's easy because like you know like just the words or you, you kind of say it over and over but uh, sometimes you gotta you know you gotta think the question in French kind of translate in English and yeah. speak it out it's kind of it's kind of tough but uh, you know I think each year you kind of see like for me so I, when I moved, when I first moved to Moncton in the queue, I was barely speaking English, and I was, uh, so my billet was English, and that's where I learned in like three or four months. I was speaking English every day, so that's where like m my English is from. But uh, you know, it's not per perfect, but yeah, it's not bad. I think doing well. Who knows? Like it's who knows? <laughs> Have you and Pat ever had a conversation in French? Because no. he speaks a little bit. Oh really? <laughs> Like, ton anglais It's good French, though. It's not bad. It's when That's I'm it. when I'm in Quebec or I'm in France for like yeah. a period of time. I'm good, but like it is hard if I haven't spoken for nah. two or three weeks. You're like, Ugh. but you know what though? If if you get like a beer or two, then it's gonna be easy oh. after that. It's gonna yeah. be easy after that. Full on fluent when I've had a few drinks. Uh, how so? You uh, you still have your jersey? Yep. Your uh, we'll let you get back to your table. Thank you. Uh, Merci. It, guys. Thanks no, for doing thank this. You. Thank you. Uh, Jacob Pelche joining us here uh, at the uh, Celebrity Poker's uh, Celebrity Ambassadors Poker Tournament, and uh, Jacob's one of the few guys left with his jersey on. Uh, the English is the English is like I, I remember sitting with him. At the draft, you and I were there. It was our uh, the 2019 draft. That was our first uh, Patton Vickers road trip. Oh wow, time flies when you're having uh, fun. And I remember, yeah, I remember sitting with Jacob on the draft floor after they had taken him in the first round, and like his English was good for a guy who'd spoken for a year, but now he's been speaking and like it's good. He's fully comfortable with it, yep. and it's a pretty funny, dude. Like it's uh, I wouldn't have had it pegged that it, it's been recent. In relatively speaking, that he's learned the English language. Yep. Like he mentioned going to Moncton and having to learn. Like that wasn't that, that, that long, long ago. ago. No, um, and he isn't like he's just vibrating all yeah. the time. Even during that chat, like just always like ready to go. Uh, thanks to Jacob Pelche for sitting down with us. It's our uh, Flames talk from the Celebrity Ambassadors Poker Tournament here at the Deerfoot Inn and Casino. And that's our look inside hockey for Calgary Co-op. Let's go local Calgary from best from the West Canadian produce to quality only Alberta meats. Find your local at uh, Calgary Co-op. Shop online or in-store today. This is Flamestock. Join the conversation at 960-960. Sportsnet 960 The Fan. Continuing along from the Deerfoot Inn and Casino on a Tuesday, 
It's uh, Steinberg and Aaron Vickers along with you on this hour of Flames Talk. Blake Coleman momentarily. Jacob Pelche already this hour. Uh, and uh, he seems like he's pretty ready to return, eh? Like he's... I, I, I don't think he... Uh, I don't think he's keen to stay on the shelf much longer. He may... Uh, they may not have any choice but to put him back in the lineup soon, hey? Yeah, and, and it's always tough to gauge with Jacob because he's always so energetic, but it felt like he was buzzing a little bit there, eager, chomping at the bit. Chomping, champing, one of those two things at yep. the bit to get back into the lineup, and you heard him say that how relieved he was when he found out it wasn't going to be a long-term thing. And, yeah, to your point, I think we'll see him back in the Flames lineup sooner rather than later. Uh, we are here at the Flames Ambassadors celebrity poker tournament it's uh one of the best events in the city every single year we're happy to be here thanks to the flames foundation for allowing us to be here some great conversations with jacob pelche ryan huska uh, rasmus anderson all for you already on this tuesday coming off a flames win over the winnipeg jets on monday afternoon you know the uh the the conversation that we have kind of an end i think it was rasmus anderson who brought it up the kind of the whole idea that the flames won and sean monahan got a natural hat trick it was kind of like you could tell that flames players were they they were okay with that happening on monday hey like it's like pretty neat to see sean have some success almost a best case scenario for his former teammates coming in getting a natural hat trick in the first period all sort of vintage sean monahan you can't help but feel good for a guy whose nhl career i think is fair to say was in question at least to a certain level with all the injuries that he had and questions about whether he could get back to an elite level well he's on pace for 26 goals and 60 points after that game against the calgary flames and you'd take that all day if you're sean monahan absolutely and uh you know the thing that stuck out to me most about sean was that smile when he scored yeah. the second goal when he scored the two in 52 seconds just seeing him beaming like that you're like okay that's it's pretty neat and, and i know that it was against the flames and it's better now that they've won but it was pretty neat to see how much that meant to him you could tell that he he knew where he was playing and he knew who he was scoring against well his teammates did as well because it was referenced in the room post game how they really wanted to win that game for sean monahan only his second trip back to the Scotiabank saddle dome since basically growing up in the organization as an 18 year old so yeah you love that the calgary flames got the win but maybe you're not so sad that sean monahan had a good showing coming back to calgary as well uh, Blake Coleman was going to try. Ten gallon hat? Ten gallon? Ten gallon. That must be Razzie's hat. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I have heard rumors. As Blake Coleman joins us here, uh, Steinberg and Aaron Vickers along with you, I heard that you, Rasmus Anderson, were neck and neck for first jersey out or first jersey off the back. You were first hand as well? There's no question I was the first one out, yeah. <laughs> so you beat him, man. Yeah, first hand, all in, tough loss. I mean, uh, is that was the that way you want to win? Yeah. <laughs> No, it's just it was what it was. He, he, and what was it? Full house versus two pair. That's oh, it. so it was legit though. It was okay. legit. Yeah. Oh, so you weren't trying to get rid of the jersey. You were like, you were playing. No, I got some players at my table. Okay. Um, how uh, how's it gone so far? This is number two for the number two for you with the uh, poker tournament. How's it how's it been so far? That's been good. It's a uh, it's a fun event. It's easy. It's you know my table's a good group of guys, and um, you know I've bought back in a few times, but. We're, uh, we're having a good time. Okay, good. How, uh, and it's got to feel better after the way things went against the Jets. Like, played a good game, scored six times. Like, had to feel 
the vibe's a whole lot better coming off of Monday as opposed to if that was uh, the other way around, right? Yeah, it's uh, well, that's how the season's been. It's been a little frustrating because we have those good games and then we have the setbacks, and um, you know we know what we're capable of, but you know it's uh, it hasn't been there enough. But when we have it, it's it's exciting because we know we have the group that can beat anybody in the league. We beat the best teams in the league, so. Um, you know, it's fun to have an event like this, obviously, after that. How, um, you know, I think there's 26 games left to go this season. 25 now, I think. Um, how how dialed is that room on the playoff chase right now? You're three back. You're right there. You've been close. You've got close to being in. and then, maybe, But it feels like everybody has the focus that this thing is right there on the table for you and, and everything is, is still on the table to accomplish. Yeah, well, it's... I mean, that's why you, you we're competitors, right? We want to win. We want to be in the playoffs. Um, you know, I've played on the biggest stage in the world, and there's nothing better than being there and being in that moment. So, um, you know, my goal is to get there again, and, you know, we have the team that is capable of sneaking in, and if we sneak in, we can we can beat the best of the best. We've, we've proved it to ourselves time and time again. So um, we just got to find a way to get in, and the consistency has been the issue, and, you know, beating teams that we feel we should beat, um, you know, no question. We've we've you know had some set, setbacks, and um, but the belief is there because we've we've beaten the best of us, like I said. So um, I know for me, you know, there's plenty of hockey left. You know, 25, 26 games, whatever it is. Um, there's plenty of points left on the table there. So if we can figure it out and, and win a lot of home games here down the stretch, which we have a lot of those coming up, yeah, um, we're gonna be in really good shape. And I'm excited. I, I know you talked coming into this season about how having a little bit of a longer summer might have helped you in terms of get back to 100% physically as that was going on though for a guy that has been to cup finals for a guy that was in a battle of Alberta the year before but the playoffs had just kind of been part of the routine for you how much did that burn not being there how much does that kind of drive you on this on this chase right now it's hard. I, I uh, you know, call my wife and ask her. I don't watch playoffs unless I'm in it because uh, I feel like I should be there and I feel like I should be on the that stage competing and, and playing for the ultimate prize. And um, you know, and once you get a taste of it, you feel like it's your trophy to lose. And um, you know, I thought we had a really great team my first year here. Obviously, a disappointing bow out to the Oilers in the second round, but uh, I felt like. You know, had we taken care of business there, we had a good chance to win it all. And and knowing you were that close again, and and uh, and then get back, and then obviously last year, the disappointment of not not getting in was was really hard for me. And um, you know, I just I want to be on that stage. I want to play the the games that matter. You know, it's it's really hard to play on teams where um, it's just kind of it doesn't matter. They're building for the future, and yeah. and and Connie's done a great job of. Of keeping that vision while building for the future, like I feel like he's done a really good job coming in and and saying, "Hey, we're gonna we're gonna get younger and we're gonna get you know uh, faster, younger, whatever it is." But but also keeping us really competitive and and finding ways to win games. And um, you know, for me, I just I want to play in the playoffs. I'm at that stage of my career where that's what it's all about. And and uh, I feel like everybody on our team has that vision. And you know, we're we're right there and we can all taste it. We, uh, we talked with Coach Huska earlier, and, and he talked about how those young players, like sometimes they really have added a, a big jolt to the room. Like maybe when the dog days are setting in and a guy like you 
like it's the dog days but a guy who's in his first year in the nhl maybe hasn't realized that yet how much how much has that added a little infusion to the group oh it's been great i mean obviously you look at it's not a coincidence that our team turned it around a little bit when when zari and and Pospi came into the lineup you know they brought a lot of energy and just something we were missing and um you know they're young guys you know it's it's hard to play that way for 82 games obviously they had a lot of energy and and jump and were very productive early on and and um you know they've been a great boost to our team and you know we're excited that that Pospi's re-signed and he's going to be back here for a couple of years he brings an element that i felt we were missing and and czar obviously getting your name in the caller conversation yeah is is for a reason so um you know i'm i think we've been missing that piece a little bit just you got to have a nice balance of, of youth and leadership, and um, they've done a good job of, of kind of meshing the two, and, and now it's really just on us at this point to, to find a way to make the playoffs. You kind of just touched on it, but you got Pospisil, Zeri, Pelche is now floating around the room. What's the dynamic like between the younger players that are just sort of carving their NHL career out versus some of the veterans that are a presence in that room as well? Well, like I said, I think you need both. Like, I think... The energy. I mean, Pelch is on another level. <laughs> he's, uh, he was on before you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's all time. He's a. Uh, he's just a great kid. You know, he loves life. He loves hockey. He's one of those guys you could spend every day with and have a great day. So, um, but aside from that, you know, they're all very talented players. They all add a, a piece to our team that we're missing. Um, you know, and then we have guys that have been there. You know, myself, Naz, Hubie, Bax. You name it. You go down the list, and we got a ton of guys. And. Um, you need that balance. You need guys that understand how grueling the 82 games are. You need guys that have been to the playoffs and understand the right way to play. But you need that energy and that youth and um, and that just young skill that, that you know fans are going to get excited to come watch. And it just kind of is what it is in this business now. Like Fans want to come see the next, the next great thing and see the young prospects. And um, I think we have a good balance of it. Obviously, it's going to continue to shift younger and younger as... Um, you know as we as we go through this i think their their goal here is to get younger and get better and and uh you know it's on on the few of us that'll be left to uh to provide that leadership and and that guidance to those guys again you kind of led into it but how do you feel your role lines up having been a guy that's won stanley cups uh you've seen pretty much all that you can see at the nhl level to help mentor and bring some of these younger players along that are just again so inexperienced but have bright futures yeah, well, it's important. I wouldn't be who I was if I didn't have great veteran leadership. Um, I've spoken on it a lot, but Travis Ajak in New Jersey was a guy that I could I could look to and, and understand the right way to play, the right way to re- prepare, the right way to, to be a pro and, and be a good person. He was just a really good human being, and um, and he basically helped mold me into what I am now, and he's the reason I – part of the reason that I went on to win cups and, and have a good career is – because of good leadership like that so um you know it doesn't get lost on me the importance of my role and um my my importance to share that with the younger guys and and bring them into the league and you know and i'm I'm sure he's as excited as i am to see my success and i'd be the same way for for young guys that we're bringing in now because um you know you got to pay it forward that's what it's all about And, and guys that don't it's really just a missed opportunity we're chatting with blake coleman have you when you chose to sign here in the summer of 2021 you know one of the things that you said right off the get-go was you know you and your wife 
looking to set down roots, raise a family, and he did a lot of research and, and chose Calgary. Now that, you know, here we are, you're almost approaching three years since you made that decision. How, how are you feeling about choosing Calgary and, and, you know, identifying this place as a spot that you want to set down those roots? It's been great. Um, you know, and I still have the same response I had back then, which is um, it's such a great family city to me you know it's everything's very accessible convenient but also the people are very nice um you know you have you have the option to go to the mountains you have the option to to go to dinner in the city and there's great food and you know you have you have a lot of things right at your fingertips that uh a lot of cities can't offer and um you know and and then aside from all the the family stuff you have passionate people that that watch the game of hockey and you go to the grocery store and people are very friendly and they're they're very they know who you are and they and they they express their support and their interest and um it's just very different from you know i grew up in texas and i won the cups in tampa which not to say we didn't have a great support from the fan base but you're not going to the grocery store and getting recognized and um it's just a very cool part of the city and it's it's great that hockey is such a part of the culture here and uh for me it's just a really unique experience that i wouldn't have had elsewhere you and now that you've been here i just i and and this is from the outside so i'm obviously we only get a snapshot of what's going on behind closed doors inside your locker room but it just feels like over the last couple of years a group that really does enjoy being around one another and you know wes gilbertson always points out when he's on with us he's like you know, how often do guys all go on all-star break together to the same spot? You've been on cup-winning teams. You've been on in tight-knit groups. We saw the, the party you had after uh, the, the, the cups in Tampa. But how how close is this group? How tight is this group now that you've been around it? Well, it's a really co- close group. And I think, you know, in my experience, I just think the more you care for each other, the harder you're going to play for each other. And um, we've got a lot of really great guys and like i said like i think the the leadership group we have is a good group of guys they all care about each other they all want to make the young guys better which um isn't always the case and i think we got a lot of hungry guys that are still wanting to prove themselves so i think it's a good mix i think um everybody takes their role seriously and and wants to get better and <clears throat> excuse me but you know i think ultimately we want to spend time together and you know when you go to dinner it's excuse me okay there's a different group every time you're with you know there's not like the clicks that you're accustomed to seeing and and i think that's important to to having that team camaraderie and you know it's been fun to be around that connection is that something that just happens naturally or do you kind of have to foster and nurture it to build it to get to that point where as you mentioned you don't have this group going off one way and another group going off the other way do you have to work to get there or is that just a chemistry thing that kind of happens naturally a little bit of both. I think, you know, you can't you can't uh, create that. But I think, you know, the coaches have done a good job of, of promoting it and getting guys together and, and kind of learning. Ultimately, it's about learning about each other, right? Like you want guys that, that want to know where you come from and your family and they want to know. And we have a lot of that here. Like there's guys that care about each other's personal lives. And, and that's where you really build a bond. You're not going to build it just at the hockey rink. So um, they do a great job facilitating that environment for us and having events or having um you know whether it's training camp or throughout the year but they have moments where you can get around each other and really learn about each other and um you know ultimately that's where you're going to have the 
that group that really wants to play for each other and be around each other. And we've got we've got a lot of that here. You uh, you started wearing uh, and I, I know they're kind of rotating through the uh, A's with uh, Elias no longer here. That was an alternate captain. How uh, how much did you embrace kind of? Everybody talks about you as a, a leader without a letter. But how much would it mean to you to be one of those guys who permanently wears a letter on this team? Well, it's special, and it's it's definitely not something I take for granted. Um, you know, I think in this league sometimes letters get handed out for for talent versus for character, and um, not that there's anything wrong with it. You know, there's there's definitely a, a component to it. you need to be an example on the ice, and I'm, I'm I totally agree with it. But um, you know, for me, I've been around a long time, and I've 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 paid my dues in the sense that I've I've won cups and I've uh, you know been around a lot of players and learned a lot from a lot of players and I feel like uh, it it means a lot to me in the sense that I know I can pass on a lot of valuable tools to the younger guys on our team and um, you know so whether I wear a letter or not I'm not going to change my approach yeah um, but you know obviously it's it's a uh, <laughs> it's a it's a pleasure to to have it on your jersey and, and be recognized for that role and and uh, I don't take it for granted. How uh, how has Michael grown into being the captain of this group? Yeah, he's great. I was in his corner from day one. I think um, he was the logical pick, and he's just he he's been around so long. He's got uh, you know his his family is a really good family. And by the way, just straight up pro like Coleman's voice is is it's hurt. Oh yeah, and he's just. <laughs> Soldiering through, just a little like yelling this table or is for it? <laughs> you're gonna you're, you're gonna you're gonna be a broadcaster after this if if you want. There you go. If you want, uh, yeah. But Bax is great. He's a he's a good friend, good teammate, good leader. He's he's involved in the community. Uh, people enjoy being around him. He checked all the boxes in my opinion, and um, honestly, he he should have been the captain for a while now. So. Uh, it's definitely well-deserved, and, and he's done a great job. Okay, only ten more questions. No, I'm kidding. Uh, have you recovered from the Cowboys' loss? Yeah, yeah, it was, uh, it was about a week. You know, it stinks for a little bit, and then, you know, you uh, find a new team to cheer for, you know, kind of fake cheer. I guess you put money on them to, to make it interesting. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, and now he's got next year. So, yeah. you know, I'm hoping it's not the same story next year. Thanks for... Apologies for the voice. Thank you for powering through. Uh, appreciate it, Blake. Good to talk to you as always. Enjoy the rest of the day, hey? All right. Thanks, fellas. Appreciate it. Blake Coleman of the uh, Flames joining us here at the uh, Celebrity Poker Tournament. Uh, always awesome to chat with Blake. Appreciate it, man. Um, and uh, just kept on soldiering oh, through yeah. with the voice. I was like, uh, we should probably, poor guy, we should let him, let him walk. Supposed to just, you know, let's keep it going. Let's keep those top. Um Megan Mickelson's lost her jersey. Blake Coleman has lost his jersey. Uh, just a quick update on that. We did see Jacob Pelche, Dennis Gilbert lose theirs. Uh, last I saw, Michael Backlund still had his. Backlund cares about this. Like he, yeah, he is. He's right there. He's still got it. He really cares about keeping his jersey at this point. Um, and people are now, like, it's almost break time. Yeah, break is under. We nailed the timing. How about that? Perfect. Blake Coleman and now break. Perfect timing for us to start to wrap things up here from the Celebrity Poker Tournament. Um, 
want to say thank you to Blake Coleman, thank you to Jacob Pelche in earlier hours, Ryan Huska and Rasmus Anderson as well. A great day uh, here at the Celebrity Poker Classic. I want to just tell you about a couple of things. Uh, first of all, this is the 17th event that they have put in, uh, put on rather. Of late, it's been right here at the Deerfoot Inn and Casino, which has turned into a, a, a great partner for them. Over $6 million has been raised in the 16 prior tournaments. This is number 17. If you just do the quick math on that, Vix, which I'm not very good at doing, but if you just do the quick math on that, they raise on average about $375,000. And and to think about it, when this first started, they weren't raising that amount of money. It was, you know, first few years, couple hundred thousand. In recent years... Like, they every year hover around half a million dollars that are is raised for the Calgary Flames Foundation in this event alone. And, of course, the Calgary Flames Foundation at calgaryflamesfoundation.com with Candace Gowdy at the lead. There's so many things for Southern Alberta, so many things for whether it be youth sports, whether it be health and wellness, you know, what they do with Rotary Flames House and Kids Cancer Care. It's, uh, it's, it's a pretty impressive footprint they have in the calgary community the players are so on board with everything it's pretty neat to see and this event is a a pretty neat thing to be a part of absolutely one of the flagship events for the calgary flames foundation which helps out so many different charities in calgary and southern alberta again you think of the calgary flames foundation the events you think the poker tournament you think the golf tournament which kicks off the season every year and it's just events like this help put back so much into the community whether it's health and wellness grassroots sports education and just the tip of the cap to candace gowdy the flames foundation and the calgary flames uh obviously a big part of it as well with the players participating here today just a just a great event and just the buzz never never ceases to amaze me the uh next up for the flames the next little bit here for the flames they've got the boston bruins on thursday they'll practice wednesday bruins on thursday quick trip up to edmonton for the oilers on saturday then back for three more at home and it starts off against los angeles which is one of the teams that you know st louis is the team that is the most accessible or the most attainable in terms of tracking down but los angeles is not completely out of reach although they've started to turn things around under a new head coach but that that skid that they found themselves in yeah brought a bunch of teams back into the conversation too you know if you're a if you're a flames fan you're absolutely <laughs> well, we're, we're feeling we're feeling on top of the world rasmus anderson a little drive by little drive by from Raz. um the if you're if you're a flames fan you're probably feeling pretty good about this next little bit because of how they've played up to competition they've got to figure out the playing down to competition side but the way they've played against the bostons who's coming up the last time they played in boston you know they've played the oilers pretty tough uh over the last couple of years even though the results haven't been there los angeles is usually a pretty competitive game these, these are things that if you're a Flames fan, you're feeling probably pretty good about how they might fare here in the next week or so. Yeah, I think the thing that gives me the most confidence in the group is their ability to play up to their opponent. Yes, certainly you need to correct whatever it is, when it's, whether the Chicago Blackhawks or San Jose Sharks, but their ability to elevate when it's the Boston Bruins or the Edmonton Oilers, and you mentioned the L.A. Kings are going to be in there as well, Pittsburgh Penguins, Seattle, another team they're going to be competing with before they head out on that Florida road trip against Tampa and the Florida Panthers and mixing the Carolina Hurricanes as well. 
those are that is a tough tough stretch of hockey that the calgary flames are going to play but at the same time they've never been shy when it comes to raising their game when they're playing a team that's either won the stanley cup or recently has hoisted the cup or just teams generally in the mix for the president's trophy or at the top of their divisions they have not hesitated to play those teams hard and so that to me is kind of what gives you optimism for this next two to three week stretch which to be quite honest is going to be season defining for them it really is and you know the one thing that I really have appreciated being here is nobody is tiptoeing around the situation they're nope. in. Blake Coleman, Rasmus Anderson, Ryan Huska, like everybody knows that this is a situation where there could be more changes. And nobody's like, nobody shied away from it. Nobody is, they know. And I even wonder if some of the conversation that's been had, some of the the addressing it like the group has had over the last four or five days, I almost wonder if that helped take a little bit of weight off their shoulders going into the game against Winnipeg, where they did play a much more loose game. They didn't get thrown off by things not going their way. You know, you, you almost wonder if they... I don't want to say embraced, but have fully come to terms with the situation the organization is in and what's going to happen here in the next two and a half weeks. I, I don't think that it's at all in question. You listen to Rasmus Anderson speak or Blake Coleman specifically. It doesn't matter who's in the lineup for the Calgary Flames today, tomorrow, three weeks from now. All that matters is the 18 skaters and two goalies that are in the lineup night in, night out are all tugging the rope the same direction, all pulling the same way, because, again, to go back to Nazem Kadri and Rasmus Anderson let us in a little bit behind that, pack of hyenas can take down a line, and that's the mentality that they have, whether it's a, a slight poke or if it's a full-on mantra, but that's how they're approaching things, and it doesn't matter the names on the back. You truly get the impression that it's the logo on the front that's really going to drive this potential push to the playoffs. Really enjoyed it. Um, want to thank, uh, want to thank Jordan Bay, Peter Hanlon, Candace Gowdy, uh, Sean Kelso for helping coordinate uh, all our great live guests. Thank you to Blake Coleman, Rasmus Anderson, Ryan Huska. All uh, they're all lined up for you on the exclusive on our Flames Talk podcast feed. Really enjoyed speaking with all of them. Uh, and uh, hey, just a really great day here at the Flames Ambassadors Celebrity Poker Tournament. Want to push you to the Flames Foundation website at CalgaryFlamesFoundation.com. Go find out about more. Go find out more about where all of this funding goes to and what the foundation does in Alberta, Southern Alberta, Calgary, and more. And uh, also find out how you can be a part of next year's event in the uh, late winter of next year or the early spring of 2025. If you've never been, you got to be a part of this. It is such a great afternoon into the evening. You won't regret it if you're able to come be a part of it. And uh, hobnob with the Flames, local celebrities, and more. It's a great day. CalgaryFlamesFoundation.com. Thank you, Vix. My pleasure, man. This was my first, and I'll echo your sentiment. you got to be here to truly appreciate it. The, the vibe and the atmosphere is I can't say I've ever experienced it quite like this before where it's competitive, but it's laid back. And like you mentioned, you're elbow to elbow with the Calgary Flames, some local celebrities. Definitely come check it out next year. That's all Uh I'll say. Aaron Vickers on Twitter, at AA Vickers. Thanks to uh, Shan and Cam, our outstanding producers, back at the station. Thanks to Azam Ali Nanji uh, here at the Deerfoot Inn and Casino. Believe me, 
if not for those three gentlemen I just mentioned, today would have been a whole lot more of a nightmare. That's all I'll tell you. As we wrap things up on the Sports Drive this hour, brought to you by Calgary Lock and Safe. Simplify your life with a security ecosystem. Go to calgarylockandsafe.com to request a security audit and get a tailored solution.